Good morning, Indianapolis, and thank you for tuning in to Open Lines here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3. Ebony Chappelle here. And I'm Cameron Riddle. Good morning to you, Indianapolis. It's a uh, beautiful day here on March 17th, 2020. May 17th, May 2020. 17th. I want to put us back to that time. It was rough. Please. <laughs> Yeah, so today uh, we have so much that we're going to talk about. Um, we are taking your calls all hour long, so give us a call at 317-239-9696 um, to give us your thoughts, your comments, your questions. Um, Cam, there's a lot going on. We need people to do a few things. We need to talk about the census, voting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And we know folks have a lot on their minds. You know, it's yeah. been a cra- this week has been a little less crazy than the week before, but we're going to mm-hmm. do open lines just talking about what's happening in our city and the world, uh, including the shooting of Drejan Reed. Yes, talking yes. about the stay-at-home orders mm-hmm. being lifted. Are you getting out there? Are you ready? Is it too early? And again, as you mentioned, the census. But not only that, if you yes. haven't filled out your application to get your mail-in ballot, yes, we're going to talk about all of that this morning because mm-hmm. that's something we have to get done because the election is now coming up next month. It is. So we need to make sure that our votes are counted as a community um, because as you see... You know what? We need people in office that have our best interest in mind. And uh, I'm not going to get on my soapbox right now because we got other things we got to do before we get to that point. No, but you make a very (laughs) important point because now I think everyone, I hope, has realized the power and importance of your local government, your mayors and your governors. Uh, You know, the president is important, too. But who's been running the show telling you what you he can basically and told do. them to figure it out so at this point <laughs> you need to know that you are voting for that person that is going to make sure that your everyday life is um, as good as it can be and that they're keeping your best interests in mind so we want you guys to make sure you're taking care of that and let us know how you think the governor is doing 317-239-9696 whatever's on your mind we'll talk about it this morning 317-239-9696 but first ebony let's get you caught up on what happened overnight and this morning in the news Indiana now has 27,280 cases of coronavirus and 1,596 deaths. The latest data report shows 656 new cases and 46 deaths. In Marion County, there are now 8,151 total cases and 164 new cases. Indiana Attorney General Curtis Hill says the city of Indianapolis's coronavirus restrictions limiting the number of people allowed in a single worship service are unconstitutional. In one of his last acts before a 30-day suspension forces him out of office, Hill sent a letter to Indianapolis Mayor Joe Hogsett and Dr. Virginia Kane saying restrictions on worship services allowing only 25 people at a time amounts to, quote, unlawful religious discrimination. The city disagrees, saying the general rule applies to regulating any public gathering. In the forecast, it'll absolutely feel like spring today with some thunderstorms and temperatures reaching 80 degrees. Then Monday, it's a little bit cooler with a high of 72 degrees and a 90% chance of rain. Right now, it is 66 degrees in Indy. So, Ebony, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about how important it is to vote and get registered yes. to vote and that mail-in ballot. But all of these things that we talk about when it comes to funding, when it comes to black businesses, when it comes to recovery, mass transit, road projects, why, you know, folks call in all the time. Why isn't uh, my street uh, over on East 38th Street being redone? But such and such street is it all comes down to money. Yes. And it all comes down to how that money is allocated. And that starts with the census. Yes. The census is incredibly important, you guys. So we have talked about this on the show before. um, But recently, you know, last week, a story came out where um, they reported that only about 30 percent of black people in Marion County completed the census. Um, We absolutely need to do better in terms of our output when it comes to that because as you mentioned Cam when it comes to the funding that your community gets that is based on data that they get from the census right now we're operating with data that is a decade ago think about how your neighborhood has changed in a decade have you had children 
Have your neighbors had children? Have more people moved into the neighborhood? If that is the case, we need updated information to make for sure that every person is counted so that they can then allocate money efficiently to that area. So there is so, so much that we have to pay attention to when it comes to that. And, you know, we've had some people call in before and I've had conversations in the community with people that are afraid or have concerns um, about this being um, a scam or they don't want the government in their business and et cetera, et cetera. I cannot tell y'all enough times that this is a process that is done um, opposite of, well, not opposite, but outside of President Trump. So if you're worried about Trump being in your business, like this is done outside of him. This is an independent entity that is doing this census for you. So the website is census.gov. There's more information on our websites about this, but I mean, I can't say it enough times. When I saw that last week, I was hurt. I was like, only 30% of people have filled it out. And I know there's a pandemic. I know there's Mm -hmm. things going on. You have a lot of other things on your mind. They need to run you another check. I know. I get it. But... But this here's the thing, important. you know, folks have always been uh, afraid, you know, this is the government keeping yeah. tabs or whatever. And that made sense, you know, before social media oh, and before, yeah. you know, you were <laughs> going doing Facebook live in your house. Like you give so much of this information away. Yeah. Um, talking to Alexa all day. Talking to Alexa, <laughs> uh, whether the government is tracking it or not, you're giving that information away. Yeah. And. The census is just turns around and and gives money back into your community because they look Mm -hmm. at and see how many people are in Indianapolis or how many black people are in Indianapolis or how many people fit into this category. And that's how they decide, Okay, this is how much you're going to get. This is how much money you're Mm going to get Mm -hmm. Um, when when it comes time for a a number of things, including whether it be an emergency, whether it be, you know, your data, your daily funding from the federal government but we're just giving that information away yeah. when you uh, you know I could go on Facebook right now and <laughs> click on some of these folks' profiles yeah. and it tells me uh, because you put the information on there yeah. who their brother is who their sister is who their uncle is and where all of that where they work at where they work at it's all right there yeah. and the census literally took 5 minutes we did it mm-hmm. uh online we yeah. got the thing in the mail hopped on the computer it literally took 5 minutes um it doesn't ask you anything that I really couldn't figure out Mm -hmm. um, if I really wanted to know, I don't need to get it from the census. No, no. And you're absolutely right, because I thought the same thing when I filled it out, because 10 years ago, I wasn't the person filling out the census at my house. That was somebody else's job. Um, But doing it this time, I was like, wow, that was so quick. And the information they needed, like you said, it was very simple information it's not anything that you wouldn't put on for instance a job application Mm -hmm. um it's not anything that you wouldn't fill out if you were filling out your taxes Mm -hmm. or stuff like Cameron said stuff that you give away freely on social media so you know guys just take it seriously do what it is that you need to do census.gov get it filled out get it complete so that our communities can have the things that they need We are keeping the phone lines open this entire hour, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696, talking about whatever you want to talk about. If there's something you want the city to know, now's the time to call in, get it off your chest, let us know what's happening out there in the streets. Uh, But we're also going to continue to talk about some things that have made headlines Mm -hmm. here in Indianapolis. Of course, the protests that have been going on. Uh, There have been 26 threats to uh, Indianapolis police. Um, And I'll play a a story here in a little bit um, Mm -hmm. about the response from some of the IMPD officers, including the FOP leader, uh, Rick Snyder. 26 credible uh, or or at least serious threats from Mm -hmm. IMPD following the shooting of Drejan Reed last week. Again, that's a continuing uh, situation that continues to develop. Um, But uh, this has struck a nerve with people. 317-239-9696-239-9696. You'd think I would be able to say that, but I guess you're (laughs) tongue-tied sometimes. You know, sometimes it's a lot of numbers in there. All right, phone lines are uh, warming up here this morning. Let's uh, take it to the airwaves this morning. Let's see who this caller is on line one. Caller, good morning. You're live on the air. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? What's your thought? Uh, Yeah, my name is T, and and my thought is, uh, I'd like to say uh, that um, uh, my mom, she passed of the COVID-19 uh, a couple of Saturdays ago, and uh, we're going through that journey. 
And I just uh, like you know everybody to to pray for us that we uh, you know may be strong and be strengthened through this journey. Uh, it's hard, and uh, it's like wow, you know uh, we some of us are filled with blame, guilt, mm-hmm. and mostly mm-hmm. sorrow and pain. But uh, we'll we'll you know through the Lord's help we'll get through it. Well, T, but, let me tell you what, man, I'm I'm feeling your pain because yes. um, I just found out on. Thursday, and uh, I guess I'm putting her business out there, but my mom um, tested positive for coronavirus on Thursday. Uh, And so um, she went to the hospital last night because she just wasn't feeling better and then the meds weren't kicking in. And one thing that I've always known throughout this is how difficult it is on the family and that person, because when Mm -hmm. she goes to the hospital, you can't go. go. Yeah. And so I, I felt a little bit of what you're feeling mm-hmm. uh, last night because it was, she, you know, she called yeah. and I mean, there's nothing that I could do, but, but guess, guess what they did for us. Uh, they, they allowed us to go on the app. Uh, let see. Was it duo? And, and we were, we were able, they was, you know, would set up a camera, I guess on a pod. Mm-hmm. And then we would, we would be able to say, hi mom. How you doing mom? We love you mom. You know, so they do have a, a, a system that we you can do that. Okay, good. And wow. so we did. The family did that. But we, you know, just seeing your mom with the tubes and the, mm. the different things, you know, and it's just really sad. But yeah, but I just wanted to say that, you know, and and I go out. Uh, my heart goes out to you and your mom. You know, just stay with her and tell them what medication she was taking, so they won't give her added medication. You know, yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a couple of things we're uh, running into. You know, she was mm-hmm. calling and saying she. Um, uh, oh, I took this medicine and they said it's supposed to kick in. I'm supposed to feel better at a certain time, but she wasn't. So, you know, it's a little bit of panic. And, oh my you know, God. you know, it sounds it, like my mom. Yeah, it gets everybody worried. And I'm like, well, how long did they say you need to wait? And, you know, but you, you don't want to wait too long, but you want to give it time. It just puts a lot because when she went to the hospital, you know, yeah. we were calling, you know, trying to call her, like, okay, are they going to keep you? They're going to send you home. But she wasn't answering because she yeah, said they're going, she, they're going to keep her. Well, she, yeah. they, they sent her back home. They put her on an oh, IV. No, they didn't. Yeah, wow. they, they put her on an IV to stop her nausea because she was having coughing and a couple other things, but they put her on an IV. She started feeling better, so uh, yeah. she went home. But it's but I that did want, I did want to talk about the um, uh, the the, the uh, protesting, the mm-hmm. protesting. Yeah. Uh, now the protesting that actually is going on on sixty what second or sixty second in Michigan, Michigan yeah. And the protesting at the government building. Mm-hmm. I think the one that's most important <laughs> is neither. <laughs> because, okay. I mean, what, you why know do what you I'm feel saying? that way? The reason why I feel that way is because, um, you know, uh, actually the protesting of the government, you know, building, what they're protesting about is getting out there, having everything open and mm-hmm. everybody dying, you know, and, it, you know, and, it, and the, uh, you know, just raising everything back up, you yeah. know, but, and, but the protesting on 62nd uh, is basically, you know, you have mm-hmm. to really look at the situation, you know, I mean, you can, you can, you know, uh, uh, what's your opinion, mm-hmm. but they're going to do really what they want to do, you know, and, and I'm quite sure the family, you know, is taking care of their, their part of it, you know, yeah. part of it. Yeah. But for us to get in the way, mm-hmm. you know, of the, the family, you know, I think we should stand back and well, let, T, let the family handle it. Yeah. yeah. Well, T, thank you. First of all, thank, thank you. you for your call thank and you. uh, much prayers to you and your family right now, um, uh, as well as Cam's family. I can't even imagine what you're going through. So I definitely wanted to say that. And then on the topic of protesting, um, You know, the history of this country is based on protest. We have the American experiment because of protest. They didn't. They weren't uh, pleased with some things that were happening across the pond. So now we have America. Long story short. Um, So, you know what? It's one of those things where... There are there are definitely thoughts on a proper way to protest and an improper way. I'm using that in air quotes because it's very... um, you know, it just it just depends on what perspective you're coming from. But I think we absolutely need to have safe, um, civil protests in this country. It's one of those things that it draws attention to things and it lets the powers that be know that people are not pleased with what's going on and they want something different to happen. So, you know, there's just different thoughts on that. But I wouldn't completely throw the protests away. 
239-9696-317-239-9696 is the number to get on the air. It's the open line show on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Open lines all this morning talking about what's on your mind and the phone lines have lit up. So let's go to this caller on line two. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air. What's your name? Good morning. My name is Shauna. How are you? I'm good, Shauna. How you doing? I'm doing good. I just got um, a quick comment uh-huh. um, about the, the church. You, they're saying only 25 members or more um, gathered because of protection reasons mm-hmm. or COVID-19 reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the difference between the church and your job? There are people on the job. There's 25 people more on my job, and my job is not using anything to protect you, and I won't say who that is, whatever, but um, they're not doing anything, and it's more than 25 people on y'all job, and y'all say jobs are essential. Well, I believe that um, the churches are essential, and what's the difference? I don't understand what the difference is. I think that they allow churches to worship how they want to. If you have 25 members or 2,500 members, um, it's no different than you making me say I have to go to work because I'm essential and my job has uh, more than 25 members. So let me ask you this before you go. Um, are you ready to sit in a church of 2,500 people, as you just said? Yes. If, if that's what, I mean, I'm at work with 2,500 people. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. No, I see what well, you're saying for I, and, us. And our job is not, and I, where I work at, there's not like a six feet difference between mm-hmm between us we, we y'all say we're essential we at work so what's the difference between work and my religious preference what's the difference i mean y'all making they're making a big difference oh no you only have to have um 25 people and six feet apart but you want me to come into my job to risk my life because you say my job is essential and it's more than 25 people in this building and we're not six feet apart we're not social distancing in the building all right so, well well, your you job know, is supposed to still be doing that. It absolutely um, is supposed to be doing that. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. They're not. yeah. You. I mean, when we talk about, thank you for your call. When we talk about, um, you know, what's allowed and what's not, really the, the rules are more or less the same across the board because mm-hmm. um, the folks who, if you, I mean, here at Radio One, there's yeah. as scary as this, there's only three people in this building right now. Me, you, yeah. and Anthony down the hall. And we are very far apart, just in case you wanted to know. And so, <laughs> um, you know, e- even at Channel 6, I don't think we'll, I'll see the inside of that building for a couple of months. And I'm yeah. fine with that. I love working from home. It yeah. doesn't work for everybody, but it works. Um, and, and they've mapped out this plan of mm-hmm. if there are X amount of people in the building, here's how many people can fit in this room yeah. and be 10 feet apart. Mm-hmm. They did 10 feet. And they've got each desk marked and a floor plan of which ways you can go. You know, Mm -hmm. hallways are one way so you're not passing people. And so those precautions are still supposed to be happening in your job as well as at the church. But it should be pointed out that most of the black churches in Indianapolis Mm -hmm. have decided to say, "Uh, no, we're cool. Uh, We're going to keep doing our services online Mm -hmm. or in some other capacity because we're being disproportionately affected Uh, With coronavirus. Yeah, you know what? And I applaud those pastors for making that choice. Um, In my opinion, that is what true leadership and stewardship is supposed to look like. So the people that are running these businesses, like the young lady that just called and said that her job doesn't have them separated, spaced apart, doesn't have other precautions in place. That is, in my opinion, poor leadership. Um, We talked about protests earlier. I can't tell people what to do. But um, that was that is one situation where if I was an employee, like I'm raising hell, like there's absolutely no way if my job is essential and I have to be here for my livelihood that I'm going to allow y'all to put my life at risk. Mm -hmm. So stepping into a church with twenty five hundred people, you know what? If they if they release the uh, restrictions and they allow people to gather in that many numbers, um, I know that they're. Kim, you mentioned a lot of black churches are closed. I just saw one on Facebook Live that was not closed. I'm not going to call them out, but I was really, you know, I have family members that go there and I'm messaging them like, why are y'all still in church? You know, Because I'm, this is not safe. You are allowing yourself to be in a position to potentially get sick. And like you said, we're disproportionately being affected. You know, I wanted, um, I, I need some new clothes, Ev. And okay. I, I really <laughs> wanted to go shopping this weekend. I was going to mask Please up. Please tell me you stayed at home. I, w- I wanted 
I, I was going to mask up. I was okay. going to go out and, and be careful. But, you know, they got these stores are having these killer sales because the, the mm. clothes have been sitting there since March. Yeah. Yeah. Then, I'm excited, too. But I. Mm. But <laughs> then once my mom got coronavirus the other yeah. day and tested positive, I was like, mm, maybe not. I am so glad that you had that thought process because I, I know that for some of us, it takes it getting that close to touch us. And I know how much you love your mom, you know, so it's like. It gets that close enough to you and you're just like, you know, it's not worth it. But I, I just I just want people to think about that. Think about if your mom got sick. Think about you wanting to hug your mom again and spend time with her and kick it with her. Or if, if you don't have your mom for people that don't have their mom, that other person in your life that's special to you like that. Is it worth risking them and your relationship with them to go to Ross and they got stuff for a penny. Like that's one of my favorite mm -hmm, stores. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is it worth it? No, it's not. Marshall's nah, you know, mm -mm. 317-239-9696, Uh, The sales are, um, are attractive though. I'll say that. Uh, caller on live three online three. Good morning. You're live on the air. What's your name? Hello. Hey, you're live on the air. What's your name? Hey, my name is Patrick. How y'all doing? Hey, Good, Patrick. Um, I had two quick questions. Mm -hmm. The first one is where, if any, could I find like hand sanitizer and certain cleaning products? I understand the front line and the hospitals and the firefighters and uh, those of that nature. I understand that they get like first dibs, but I mean, still in um. Well, as far as the general population, like we still need to protect ourselves as well, and it's like every place is sold out. So, would you? That's the first question. Would you happen to know any places specifically where we can? Ebony, do you know? Because yeah. I'm hit on that one. We've been trying to find <laughs> masks and um, yeah. and whatnot. Uh, it is it's hard. Yeah, it is hard to find these things. I actually found um, I found both. I found mask and hand sanitizer. So hand sanitizer, this is super random, but I went to the beauty supply store yesterday. The one I went to is very, very small, and he has a sign on the door. You have to call the phone number, and then he will let you in if you have on a mask. So first you got to get a mask. But um, even like a, a, a handkerchief or something tied around your face is is sufficient enough. But right when you walk in, and this is a store, it's off of 38th and Meridian. It's in that little plaza with T-Mobile. There's a beauty okay. supply store there. And he has a table with hand sanitizer, like pretty decent sized bottles of hand sanitizer. And, and yeah. our producer, uh, Anthony, just told us that there are... Um, uh, some hand, there was some hand sanitizer up at the Meyer in Fishers, but it is limited to two per person. So mm -hmm. uh, it is it is it is hard to find. Yeah. And then okay. with the mask, um, I first started out with a bandana and there's videos on YouTube that show you how to make that into a mask for the time being. But there's a lot of people selling them, um, mm -hmm. selling fabric masks. Um, I know. um April's jewelry and accessories. She's on Facebook and Instagram. She has been selling all different kinds of masks, some with a visor that has a whole screen thing mm -hmm. on it, and then regular fabric masks as well that just cover your nose and your mouth. And I also know of one other woman. Her name is Cody. Um, you can look her up on Facebook or Google type in Witty by Cody. And it's C-O-D-I. Yeah, C-O-D-I. I just ordered seven masks from her mm -hmm. uh, this okay. morning at midnight. So you can check on her website, see if that's something you want to check out. But a couple of creative options out there because they are so hard to find mm -hmm. in the store. So good luck to you. Okay. And if I may, my just last point, mm -hmm. um, as far as I'm not sure... I understand that this is a very serious uh, pandemic. People are dying. I'll never take that for granted. My concern is um, if it's such a serious issue, then why aren't, and I don't know if they are or not, but why aren't like homeless people really perishing? Not to say that one is you know, better than the other, but I mean, they have really no means of protecting themselves outside of the donations that people may supply to them. Um, but it's just like I've been hearing a lot of the numbers are skewed. They're not really saying how many people are recovering from this. Um, they're labeling COVID deaths for people that may have passed from heart attacks. So, I mean, I just didn't know how accurate 
you know what I'm saying? If yeah. So I mean, you know, with the with with the COVID death, um, and and thank you for your call. We'll answer that question. Um, with the COVID deaths, you know, so let let's say you went to the hospital last night, um, and you, uh, you they find that you have coronavirus or COVID, however you want to call it, in your system, while you also had a heart attack that coronavirus likely contributed to it because you're yes. having respiratory issues and all of that. So while mm-hmm. it's the heart attack that may have killed you, it's it was caused and complicated by the coronavirus. So that's why those numbers get lumped together. And when, when it comes to the homeless, there have been a, a lot of folks in the mm-hmm. homeless community who have it. And thankfully, we've had uh, places like the Wheeler Mission where they have had an outbreak at one point of yeah. several people getting it. Yeah. Um, they have done what they can as, as several other community groups mm-hmm. to keep that exposure yeah. to a, to a, a minimum as they can, because the f- homeless are absolutely not excused from getting this coronavirus. Absolutely not. Um, we also had uh, at the very beginning of the pandemic, we had um, Horizon House on, which is a uh, resource center for the homeless community. And they talked to us about some of the precautions they were taking, as well as resources they were offering um, to that community. So when we hear these numbers, um, Cameron gave us the numbers um, during the news at the be- at the top of the show. When you hear these numbers, you we really don't know um, exactly where they're coming from. These could be people. Sometimes they break it down and say this is what's happening in the um, correctional facilities. We get those numbers broken out. But as far as homeless people, you know, there's people that go into the hospital. And Cameron said um, you could have COVID in your system and then have a heart attack. And then that's what actually kills you. Plus, there are so many different things that this virus does that we don't even know about yet. So, So it's a lot that we have to learn. Yeah, we learn more and more about it every day. And unfortunately, sometimes it is the hard way. So with that said, we're still, uh, you know, wear your mask. Even if you don't have symptoms, you know, you Mm -hmm. could be passing it. And that's the purpose of the mask as well. We'll continue to talk about coronavirus as well as all the other things happening inside of our city. When our show continues, our phone lines are still blowing up. Uh, the folks who are on hold right now, stay right there. We're going to take a commercial break and talk to you on the other side. And keep calling, 317-239-9696. What do you want to talk about? What's on your mind? We're talking about it for the rest of the hour here on the air. And, Ebony, when we come back, we'll be talking a little bit more about the 26 threats of violence that IMPD and their families have received yeah. after the shooting of Dre Jean Vries. We'll talk about all of that and so much more. This is The Open Line Show on 106.7 W. WTLC and Hot 96.3. Let's get back to Open Lines, your eye on the community on Hot 96.3. And Ebony, we are back. We are back. Welcome back, Indy, to Open Lines here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3. Talking about a lot this morning. Um, before we went to break, we talked about the importance of getting that census filled out. Uh, we talked about your coronavirus concerns. Um, one thing that I want to remind you is... The absentee voting. Mm-hmm. So in Marion County, our Marion County um, clerk, Myla Eldridge, is encouraging people to vote via the absentee ballot. Um, you should have gotten an application in the mail if you are a registered voter. Turn that in ASAP so that you can get your ballot back. When you get your ballot, turn that in ASAP. Mine came in Friday. Okay. So it will be getting filled out this evening and put back in the mail because that deadline is noon on June 2nd, which yeah. is right around the corner. Yeah, it's coming up quick. So my wife yeah. uh, did her application, and then she's already got her ballot. Mm-hmm. And so at the same day that she got her ballot, I got my application. Yeah. So we mailed her ballot and my application off. So mm-hmm. she's already voted. Yeah. I've already applied, waiting for that to come back. 
not a whole lot of people to vote for, so it's not really no, hard. No, it's very simple. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, yeah. uh, get that bad boy done and turned in because as we have seen, if nothing else over the past couple of months, your local officials yes. really matter. They do. They do. Uh, we are living in a world where our president, who is supposed to be the president of the country and, and run this thing, has told mayors and governors to um, step up in their leadership and figure out what's going to be done to protect you from coronavirus. So be sure to get that done. There's more information on our websites. And I'm going I'm to hop on the census for a hot second again. Uh, numbers have come out that only about 30% of black people in Marion County have filled it out. Get it filled out. Get it done. This is money for your neighborhood and for your community to have the things it needs. Streets, sidewalks, uh, money for education. Um, if you are living in a food desert or a food swamp, you need resources, mass transit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So please get it done. There is more information on our website. All right. We're going to continue to talk on the phone with you this morning until the end of our show. Ebony, one yeah. of the things that we've been talking about um, has been the 26 threats that mm-hmm. the uh, Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department says they have received following the shooting of Drayshawn Reed. Of course, that night was a deadly night. Yes, you had the 19-year-old... Uh, shooting of Mikhail Rose, as yeah. well as uh, the 23-year-old woman, Ashlyn Lisby, who was um, struck and killed by an IMPD officer getting on the interstate. Mm-hmm. And so since then, you've got uh, a lot of folks upset about a number of things. We're going to get to our calls in just a second. Those of you who are on the live line, stay right there for another two minutes. Uh, while we get calls uh, lined up here, Ebony, mm-hmm. um, I had the opportunity to... Uh, speak with IMPD Lieutenant and FOP Leader Rick Snyder about these 26 threats. You know, people forget that he's not only a uh, the leader of the police union, but he's also an officer out there on the street. So I uh, wanted to get his perspective and what he says um, is happening right now in the streets of Indianapolis uh, after what has been a uh, emotional past 15 days. In the past 10 days, IMPD has made national headlines following a night of multiple deadly officer-involved incidents, including the shooting of 21-year-old Drayshawn Reed, which was streamed live on Facebook. Since then, the police department has received 26 threats of violence toward officers. It's uh, very concerning. I mean, it's not just threats, open, blatant threats of uh, murder our officers, but also toward families of police officers. Police union president and IMPD Lieutenant Rick Snyder says the 26 threats come on top of the dangers that aren't so blatant. Snyder says there's not a night that goes by when he isn't worried about the violence in our city or the dangers officers run toward. I'm worried every night. Every night we fear what happened last month. We fear the tragic loss of an officer. We fear the tragic loss of life of residents and visitors in our community. Snyder says despite the numerous threats, officers are still responding to violent crimes across the city. A trend Snyder says will only increase this summer and did not slow down during the stay-at-home order. Everybody's at home. Surely our violence and crime went down. No, it did not. People are astonished when they learn that we had over 50 people shot in Indianapolis in the month of April, over 50, right? We had a 14% increase in stabbings in the same month. Snyder points out violence against police officers would only add to the city's problems. He says those who disagree with police can absolutely protest, but says it must be done peacefully. You can protest the police and the police will come and surround you and protect you so that you can protest us. That's how firmly we believe in the Constitution that we're sworn to uphold and the individual's rights to do that. But you must do it peacefully. In Indianapolis, Cameron Riddle, RTV6. And that was part of, uh, that was what I got to uh, speak with um, uh, Rick Snyder about, uh, the 26 threats uh, and how IMPD is still 
doing their job, but, uh, you know, not everybody agrees with the job they're doing. So what do you guys think about that, Ebony? Yeah. So, you know, this is very concerning to me and I can't wait to hear what the callers have to say. Um, It's not all right for officers to be in fear of of their lives just as much. It is not okay for black people to be in fear of their lives, um, you know, vice versa. So I definitely want to hear what the what the community has to say about. this. All right. Let's go to the phone line. 317-239-9696-239-9696. Caller on line three. You're live on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What's your name? I'm doing well. My name is Keisha, and my comment is actually with regards to um, the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's mm-hmm. a hot topic everywhere. Um, my mother, who is 70 years old, very sassy, very feisty 70 years old, um, she is what we would consider an essential worker. She works at Walmart. And what it is that I want to bring to everybody's attention is that um, there's not enough I think, protection for these employees. Mm-hmm. Um, she loves her job. She enjoys working. But the store itself does not do enough to protect the employees. Um, I think masks should be required and not recommended. Um, th- they have put up the plexiglass, you know, barriers in some of the, the main checkout lanes. But she works in the self-checkout area. And so she's in contact with people all day. Um, Some other stores, I'll say like a Target, for instance, they will limit the amount of people who can come into the self-checkout lanes before you can even check out. Mm -hmm. They'll come behind the previous guest. You know, they'll sanitize the touch pad, the screen. Walmart does not do that. Mm. And I say all that to say this, because of her age, because of her occupation, she also is a cancer survivor. She's diabetic, high blood pressure. So she would probably be considered what would be one of the immunocompromised classes. She's not able to get tested. And so I just wonder, you know, what what would it take? Why is she not that, able to get tested? She's yeah, here in Marion County. Have to. Yeah, so like um, we, we found some of the information. I think I called a couple weeks ago to find out about the free testing like at Eastern Star. Mm-hmm, yeah. There was some testing at the fairground. Mm-hmm. Um, when we filled out the, you know, the sur- the questionnaire, um, we, you know, basically she was not eligible to get the free testing because, you know, for whatever reason, she didn't, she wasn't, she wasn't symptomatic. And um, this is for Eastern Star. And you've tried Eastern Star and the fairgrounds? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm trying to understand why she wouldn't meet that criteria. Um, exactly. Yeah, that, that that just that doesn't sit well with me. Well, um, and, that's the case. And here's what it says right now on yeah. um, on the nope, nope. Keep that that that's the wrong one. Okay. Um, I'm looking up the what what it says the latest mm-hmm. requirements are uh, to get inside uh, get in that testing because everything that you just said. Uh, sounds like she would qualify even with her being because she is immunocompromised being a cancer um, survivor and she is of that age uh, and she is an essential worker so those you only need one of those to be qualified Mm -hmm. to to test he checks off all the boxes yeah so there's a phone number that you can call I would call this phone number um, because this is on alongside with the website marionhealth.org backslash COVID, but there's a phone number 317-221-5515 i would call and try to speak with a person and explain to them what is going on because there's absolutely no reason why your mom should not be getting a test thank you and like i said i just want to really just stress to everyone um, just how, how serious, you know, Cameron, I, I heard about your mom and I, my heart goes out to you. And I think about my mother, you know, because she's out in the stores every day and some people are just so cavalier, mm-hmm. you know, and really are not taking the threat seriously, you know, and I think it's the onus is on these establishments to make it a requirement that people come into the store with some type of face covering. And yeah. some are, some are some are doing that and some are not. And I just you know wanted to bring that type of awareness to everybody. Thank yep. you for the opportunity. Thank you and for can, your call. And can you do me one favor? Um, if you have a pen, could you write down my email? Because if 
one way or another, I'd like to know um, what, what they tell you mm-hmm. um, on that. Could Would you mind dropping that down? Uh, sure. Let me, of course, when you need a pen, you can Yep, I know, I know. <laughs> That's how it goes. Uh, and the one I have does not have ink. Okay, okay. I am so sorry for holding you up. No, that's okay. That's okay. I just I want to know, you know, is there something that we don't know that we need to know? Or yeah. do we need to call Dr. Kane and, and see, see what's some, going on? Yeah, see, yeah. See, what's, see what's really going on out there. Um, I'll just type it in my phone. Okay. Let me just start a new note. All right. Okay. C-A-M-E-R-O-N dot R-I-D-L-E at W-R-T-V dot com. Cameron Riddle. One D, just send me an email. Let me know how things go one way or another. I'd appreciate that. And what was the um, after the after your name at W R T V, as in Channel Six, cross the street. Okay. I would appreciate that so much. Good luck to you and your mom. Yes. Thank you. Good luck to you. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, we will certainly keep checking on that one because that one, yeah. um, you know, and sometimes it's just the person, somebody telling you the wrong thing or that misunderstanding. Happens. That happens, you know. So I, I am a big proponent of advocating for yourself and advocating for others. So if you if you get a no, this is something that should be available to everyone, and I will be happy when that's the case. But for right now, um, just you know keep asking and asking and asking until you get it get what it is that you need and as far as people that are working in the stores our essential workers my heart goes out to them um you know definitely if you have loved ones that are out here working make sure they are masked up uh my stepmom her mother works in a warehouse that was one of the very first things that was taken care of is making sure that she's masked up and that she has everything she needs because the warehouse that she works in did not care mm. to give them anything that they needed. So we have to we have to do that ourselves. And this goes back to community taking care of community like that has always been the case um, of us taking care of one another. I know people that are out of jobs right now. And the only reason why they've been able to sustain their life is because of community stepping in and giving them what they need, whether it's donations or the different food drives that are going on around town, et cetera. That is where it's going to come from is us taking care of each other, not waiting on whoever mm-hmm. leadership mm-hmm. to decide that they're going to care because it's obvious that some of them, their their concerns are elsewhere right now. All right, let's keep going. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello, Cameron. Hey, yeah. hi, how you doing? Hey, this is him. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you guys. This morning. I just don't understand. I thought our rear Walmart's supposed to be doing testing, and that's a flaw in the whole system from the jump, that mm. testing should have been done, period, to everyone, available for everyone at free of charge. That, that's just been a, a total flaw and whole system. I don't, I don't even know why this country even went through that problem. But <laughs> I had a couple questions for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I want to pour our libations to the uh, warriors that lost their lives in the Jackson State uh, Massacre, uh, May 15th, 1960. I think that was 66 uh, down in Mississippi, uh, right after the Kent State. I think it was after Kent State. And mm-hmm. then I want to then for Miss Ida B. Wells. She got a Posthumously, uh, was awarded the Pulitzer Prize in journalism for her investigation. Yes, and congratulations to him. Yeah. Now that leads me into a subject again on Friday. Your colleagues continue <laughs> to want to say that we do things to cause maybe these issues of the police killing us. So I want to ask you some questions here, real fast. That, do we know if Freddie Gray doing anything that caused himself to be killed? Hmm. John Crawford in the Walmart, who we see on video shopping, buying a BB gun, which is you know, legally shown, and then they just shoot him and kill. Sean Bell, what about him? Coming down from uh, his uh, 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 bachelor's party uh, and being shot 42 times. Uh, what about Rakia Boy? Asking for some help because a car broke down on the road and, and got killed. What about uh, Botham Jean in his own apartment? A woman goes in knowing she lying and, and killed him. Same thing with Aubrey. Now we see thousands of folks was going in visiting that house, and the owner had no problem with it. What is this issue now? We're trying to say, okay, we're doing something 
to cause it when the, the, the issue, it seems like they have a problem saying police brutality. That's what I think. So they haven't made that, they haven't used that term. So, so hold I've on. Read hold Black on. Li- I've read Black Indy Live's writings, and I heard what Rick Scott said, and I, I'll get on that, because he talks about protesting. When you were down there a couple years ago when the students were protesting down at the State House, and the counter-protesters came down there, mostly white males, fully armed with weapons. The students didn't have anything. They didn't have one gun on them. Yet those white, I think it was either about the, it was something dealing with the um, LGBT, it was something with that. And the protesters came, white males mainly, fully armed. I didn't see him snatching them up. So, so, hold, so hold on, problem. Pardon me? So hold on one second. I just, I, before you get too far, I, I listened to um, Friday's show with James and Tina, and I think um, what what you're referring to is what James was saying and, and what Tina was saying um, was all of these situations are not the same. You listed, um, and I'm I can in, go hundreds. I, I know, and so <laughs> and so this this is I'm interpreting what what they said, and on, in all of those cases, you know, I think of somebody like Philando Castile who was trying to do everything right, who did everything right, and still ended up getting shot, or these people who are absolutely minding their own business and they get killed for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. What they were saying was that is one category which is totally messed up but what james was saying was what happened with drayshawn is not the same now he made clear to say that's not what drayshawn deserved but drayshawn was not just walking down the street and someone decided to shoot him or he was not um doing you know standing on the corner and somebody thought that he was uh you know, rob robbing a place. So they're saying that's two different categories for somebody who, as we watched on the Facebook Live, did take police on a police chase. Does so that's a second thing. Does okay, what but, he but, did equal death? Those are two different things. And I want to jump in right here too, Cameron. Um because this is the thing. We can because we're all coming from different perspectives when it comes to this. We can. I'm coming with different truth. Yeah, and this is the thing. We can we can go back and forth on this all day. I think what it what it comes down to is that we have an issue in this country with police relations in the community. Like that is just completely obvious. IMPD knows it. IMPD has said it. The community knows it. The community has said it. That is just the case. So when things like this happen, when issues like a Dre John Reed happen, the community is already heightened and on high alert because of the history that we already have. So then that takes us in one direction. Right. So then people have their own different perspectives on it. There are some that feel like this is not the one to get lit over because of A, B, C, and D. I personally feel differently. I feel like even if that is the case, we need to make some noise because what happened? We finally got our body cameras. They said that it wasn't, you know, a direct response to what's going on. But I'm like, okay, if we weren't making enough noise, maybe those things wouldn't have happened. So it's like, let's make noise so that we can bring awareness to an issue that continues needing to be fleshed out. Um, But I think that we just have to understand that people are going to come from different perspectives on this. That's just the facts. And and M M, we got to go. So I appreciate your call. Um, I we'll talk some more next week. But you know what Tina and James were saying again was they weren't saying that anything he did caused this. They're just simply saying that the situations are different, and you cannot um, put the two in the same category as if. Um, everything is the same in each of these. And I think, Ebony, one thing that you were touching on Mm -hmm. was Abdul's article where he said this isn't the hill to die on. Yeah, this isn't the hill to die on. Um, And you know what? That's his opinion. I had to explain that to some people online that were very, very upset and tagged me in the post and wanted a response. And I'm like, that is is his opinion. That is his perspective. we all have our own opinions and perspectives on that. So you have to decide where you stand and what it is that's important to you. And we just, you know, I know it's emotional, but you got to keep, keep this fact base and not paint every situation with the same broad broad brush. Yeah, we, we can't do that. This is very nuanced. It's very messy. If you watch the press conference 
um, with Dre John's mother mm-hmm. and their family and their attorneys. Um, I think it was very telling that they were specific in the type of things that they shared. They said that they are looking to get all of the answers. They will come back and give us more details as they become available. Uh, they reflected on who he was as a person, but you could sense that there was a certain level of pain there of them just wanting mm-hmm. to understand what was going on. So I think if you want to do anything, stand alongside that family and kind of um, look to see what it is that they actually need, which I think right now is the community support and for nobody else to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that you're doing out there, whether it's protesting or what what have you, um, I think what we really, really, really need to do is make sure that nobody else gets hurt, whatever it is that you choose to do with that. All right. Uh, we got a couple of minutes left in the show. Let's try to squeeze in this caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Good morning. Is that me? That's you. Yeah. What's your name? Awesome. This is Donna. Hi, Donna. What's on your mind? Wonderful. First, thank you, young people, for having your show on. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for um, listening. Uh, real quick, uh, Walmart on Rockville Road had masks mm-hmm. as of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. For sale. And so um, the young man that was asking, and also Millennial Gear gave away masks a couple of weeks ago at Lafayette Square, if you remember. Yeah, I saw that. Mm -hmm. They have a website that the young man can go to, and they have masks there. Um, We just have to be sure as a community to get accurate information. Mm -hmm. We are, we just aren't doing that well right now. And so we have misconceptions and misstatements. We do have homeless people, unfortunately, passing. Mm-hmm. We have, they're all across the spectrum. Yeah. And if we're paying attention to the right sources, then we would know that. Also, what, what is so difficult about this event that's taking place, this pandemic, and the precautions? It's about keeping everyone safe. So why, why do we have so many pushing back that mm-hmm. we're trying to keep ourselves and them safe? Uh, as far as what the precautions are, and if we had the leadership at the top driving this as a national issue and covering the basis with a plan for the nation, we wouldn't have this one over here doing this, this one over here doing that. This is, we are placed in a survival of the fittest here due to the lack of a leader that Mm. realizes, not realizes, doesn't care that he should represent everyone. Instead, this administration represents some. And we have to take care of ourselves. That's the village, as you said, Ebony. Mm -hmm. We did take care of ourselves. That's what we came from. And we've lost that. I don't know when we lost it. We've got to get back to it. And we have got to stop being low information Mm -hmm. people and realize this is so that we're here tomorrow. Yes. So that our children are here tomorrow and our grandchildren are here tomorrow. Stop pushing back about saving us. Mm. All right. We appreciate your calls and your thoughts this morning. Thank you so much. Be careful out there. Yes. Great Um, way to wrap it up. Yeah. And you know, one thing that she was saying, and I know other people have said this and and felt this way too, just from what she was talking about. Mm -hmm. The moment that um, we found out that black people were being disproportionately affected Mm -hmm. and i'm not talking about any one person leader politician corporation or anything but it was right around that time when they realized oh this is just affecting black people a lot well Mm. let's start opening things up yes cameron you know what that is it that is it that is the key right there when it started disproportionately impacting our communities, they were ready to open up. This is an economic thing. This is a money thing. Y'all got to be careful. Do not sacrifice your lives to line anybody's pocketbooks. It's not worth it. And whether or not that's an accurate, uh, is their actual cause, that's actually the timeline. That's the timeline. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. Yes. Look at the timeline of when that happens. So with that said, yeah. while we're not blaming anybody, because we don't have time for all that. But what yeah. we can do is can control what we can yes. control. And so if somebody else has their own priorities, which is money, fine. Mm-hmm. Make your own life a priority and put on your mask. Yeah. And be careful because your health is not everybody's priority. It's a lot of people's. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of important people's. Yep. You know, our, our governors and, and Dr. Virginia Kane and whatnot and the mayors. 
are, are doing what they can, but business is about their money first. So absolutely. with that, take care of your body first. Yes, absolutely. Could not say it better. Um, thank you all for tuning in. If you missed any episode of the show, it will be up on our website, also on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. We're going to be back here next Sunday doing it again. All right, we'll see you next Sunday. Sunday, yes. Yes. That's when we're here. Yep. On Sundays, <laughs> live at 8. Have a great week, everybody. Peace.